Good morning, church. I want us to talk today about persistence. Persistence is that staying power when you want to give up, walk out, quit trying. It's a staying power when it's not working out, when you feel like you're unappreciated or not being heard or not experiencing success. It's a certainty that from time to time we're all going to feel those things, aren't we? But being persistent and moving forward is a choice. Did you know that God honors and wants you to develop persistence? I'm going to show you two slides about persistence. And here's the first one. My favorite kind of dog, a dog that loves peanut butter, right? Don't you love that dog's persistence? So determined and so happy, the dog's persistence is paying off, at least until that tongue doesn't get long enough, right? Here's my second, but my all-time favorite one. <laughs> a mouse in a mouse trap. <laughs> it's probably my favorite all-time picture that's about persistence, isn't it? What a determined little fellow. No mouse trap is going to catch him. His desire for the cheese makes him determined and creative, and his persistence pays off. You know, persistence is needed to develop skills, isn't it? How many of you have learned to uh, hammer with a nail, nail and a hammer? It takes a few crooked nails, doesn't it, before you get, get it right. You've got to persist and keep on and keep the thumb out of the way as much as possible. And, but eventually you persist and you persist and you persist and eventually you learn how to hammer that nail straight. Did you know that persistence is required in developing the skills of faith? I think it's a fair question sometimes to ask, well, you know, why do I need persistence? I mean, isn't God in control? And if it's God's in control, if I pray to him, won't he give, anything, give to me anything that I need if it's according to his will? Why do I need persistence? Have you learned yet that faith is not always a quick fix? Have you learned that? If you're just moving in your faith from one quick fix to another, you're never going to mature in your faith. Think about some of the common words that are used that are associated with faith. Endurance. Suffering and perseverance. Each one of those requires a skill, doesn't it? It requires a skill of faith. And what you need in those experiences and acquiring those skills is always persistence. And it's through persistence that God is equipping within us discipline and patience and a Christ-like character, which means you must learn to be persistent in the Word of God, in prayer, and in worshiping God. In Luke, the 11th chapter, Jesus talks to us about the importance of prayer. He talks about the three types of prayer, to ask and to seek and to knock. You ask, you receive, you seek, you'll find, you knock, and the door will be open unto you. And often we look at this statement from Jesus and we kind of scratch our head about, well, what does he actually mean that I'll receive what I ask for and I'll find what I'm seeking for? And what does he mean those doors are always open? But I think the New Living Translation here renders this statement of Jesus a little bit clearer. Because what Jesus says is keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. 
So what Jesus wants to make clear to us is that he wants us to be persistent when it comes to prayer. And particularly when you're going through a difficult circumstance or a difficult marriage or a difficult choice or a difficult job or a different difficulty of any kind. It's so easy to pray to God consistently, isn't it? When things are going your way and things are so easy. But it takes persistence when it's difficult and you see no way out or no way through it. Jesus says you got to keep on asking. You got to keep on seeking. You got to keep on knocking. Be persistent when nothing is changing. Be persistent when nothing is working or being successful. In Isaiah 62, things are not going well for the nation of Israel. And God is calling his people to prayer. And he says, I have posted watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem. They will never be silent day or night. You who call on the Lord, give yourselves no rest. I'm putting watchmen in the watchtower. They are going to be praying. They're going to be persistent. They're going to be crying out day and night. Give yourself no rest. That's persistence, isn't it? You know what we need? You know what you need? Is become a watch person in that tower. To give yourself no rest. To pray for your family. To pray for your friends. To pray for your neighbors. To pray for this congregation. To pray for the church. To pray for the city. To pray for the state. To pray for the world. To pray for the lost. To be that watch person that says, I will never rest. I will persist in prayer. It's so much easier to worry and complain about our problems. It's so much easier to worry and complain about our neighbors or our friends or our congregation or the state of our nation or the state of the world. And it does absolutely no good. And yet what God tells us here, if we will not rest, if we will persist and persist, that God will hear those prayers and respond. And the scriptures continue, and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of his earth. Now that's interesting. The he there is God. Don't give God any rest. You're praying so much you don't have time. God doesn't have time to rest. Now does God rest? No. Right? Except he rested from creation. But what's it saying here? Being persistent. You keep bringing before God the promises that he's made and what he has designed for you and you pray that and pray that and pray that until he establishes into the area of your life in prayer that he wants to do. Now the next time you wake yourself up with a problem, anyone done that recently? And you wake yourself up with a problem, uh, don't go to the, to the shopping channel and buy something you don't need. Not that I would know anything about that. <laughs> Don't sit there and worry about it in the dark and try to figure it out. Say, God, I'm up. I know you're up, so I have no rest. You're getting none either. <laughs> you told me to bring it to you, so here we go. Here's what's on my heart. Here's what's on my mind. I'm bringing it to you in prayer, and I'm going to keep persisting in this prayer until you establish it in my life. And God says, good, that's what I'm looking for. Be that watch person on that tower. In Luke 18, Jesus told his disciples a parable. He told them this parable about an unjust judge 
who did not believe in God and didn't like people. This poor woman has this judge assigned to her case. This woman's needing justice in her life, but this judge who doesn't believe in God or care anything about people refuses to grant her request. She persists. She persists. She uses every legal means possible, and yet the judge keeps saying no and no, but she doesn't give up. She continues to persist and persist. And finally, the unjust judge, Jesus says, grants her request, not because he now believes in God or because now he cares about people, but grants it to her because she is so persistent, so persistent. Do you know why Jesus told this parable? It's told you here in verse 1, isn't it? Jesus told this parable to teach his disciples that they should continue to pray and what? Not give up. Not be the persistent woman of that parable. You bring everything to God and some things you'll have to keep bringing over and over and over again in persistence year after year after year. And you won't have an answer or see anything changing. And yet something is happening even when you can't see it or feel it. Jesus would not instruct you to be persistent in prayer unless there was a reason or a purpose for it. And so in verse 7 of this same chapter, as he's summing up this parable, Jesus gives us explanation. And he says, Jesus says, if an unjust judge will reward a persistent woman, just imagine what a just God would do with your, with your persistence. Just imagine he is going to answer. Keep on praying, Jesus says. Don't give up day and night. Persist, persist, persist. There's a great statement about a river and a rock. It says a river cuts through a rock not because of its power, but because of its what? Its persistence. Isn't that great? A river cuts through rock not because of its power, but because of its persistence. Your continual, consistent persistence, uh, continual, consistent persistence in prayer and action can cut through the rock of any difficulty you're going through in your life. How many of you remember Eddie Gothard? How many lives here were touched by Eddie Gothard? To me, Eddie's one of the most persistent people I ever met in my life. I only knew Eddie after he had gotten the illness that had robbed him of his strength. But I saw Eddie persist. A car that was tailored so he could still drive. He'd be the first one to the hospital to visit you, although it would take many, many steps and great difficulty. He persisted. He persisted because he loved people. He loved the Lord. This is what he wanted to do. Years and years ago, when a member of this congregation was put into prison for something they did, Eddie, on a weekly basis, began to go visit him in prison. And he persisted in doing that long trip, sometimes out of his own pocket, money that he was paying, to make sure that that person would stay encouraged to help him persist. And little by little through that, he was, became more familiar with other people that were in prison. And he worked with those people in prison and had more and more that were there and had others that he helped recruit like Alex Hayward and Jack Smith and others to help him along this because it was growing and people were being baptized and Bible studies were being held. And one day, Eddie gets a call from the new chaplain. You can't come anymore. You don't have the right paperwork. We've changed the policies. 
Well, man, you don't tell Eddie that. <laughs> Eddie persisted. Eddie used every means possible. The chaplain called me and said, this guy's wearing me out. You got to do something about it. I said, why would I want to do anything about it? He's doing exactly what God's called him to do. What do we need to do to get this to work? Because he's not going to stop. <laughs> so that would be my advice. And it took a long time, but through persistent prayer and effort, Eddie was able to get the paperwork reversed and able to do what he wanted and able to be in those prisons and have Bible studies that were there and ministries that were baptism there. There are members of this congregation today because of Eddie's ministry in that and others as possible. Don't tell Eddie he couldn't do it. He served a God. He knew he persisted and persisted in prayer and in action. God would honor that, and he did. And he will do that for you today. I don't know what the rock that needs to be cut through in your life is. But I know worry won't cut through it. I know complaining won't cut through it. Probably advice from friends are not going to cut through it. But giving up's not going to cut through it. But you know what will? Like the river cuts through rock, not because of power. It's cut through because of what? Persistence. You may feel powerless, but you're not. You can be persistent in prayer and in actions, and God will honor you for it. You say, well, I've, I've tried that. I'm, I'm, just, I'm at the point, I'm just going to give up. I'm going to stop trying. Maybe you're here today discouraged at the end of your rope, ready to give up, cave in, stop trying. I love this quote. When you feel like quitting, think about why you started. Why are you there? Was it worth starting? When you think about, feel like quitting, think about why you started. Jacob loved Rachel. It was love at first sight. He wanted to marry Rachel and went to the father, future father-in-law, Laban, said, I want to marry your daughter, Rachel. And Laban says, yes, work for me for seven years. And he worked for seven years. And then it was the day of the wedding. And Laban tricked him, gave his first daughter, instead of Rachel, to be the wife of Jacob. When Jacob found out that he'd been tricked, did he say, this is a crazy, messed up family, I'm getting out of here? I'm going to quit? His love for Rachel was so deep, he approached Laban again. Laban says, you can marry Rachel as well if you'll work for another seven years. Did he say, that's crazy, I'm not doing that, I've already put in my time? He persisted. It says he worked for seven years, and for him it was like just a number of days because of his love for Rachel. Persistence will outlast the difficulty. It goes the extra mile. It causes you to do more than what you have to. Is there an area in your life today where you feel like that you're ready to throw in the towel and give up, cave in, and let go? I think the beauty here is that when we feel like quitting, think about why you started. And for you, it'll be like days. Seem like days instead of years. I think it's very important that we're persistent in prayer when it comes to the salvation of other people, don't you? It's not often in Scripture when it says God is ready to just give up on somebody. But there's one that's found in Deuteronomy chapter 9. While God and Moses have been putting together the Ten Commandments, or rather God was giving the Ten Commandments on stone to uh, Moses for 40 days, the people below had started worshiping a golden calf. 
involved in idolatry and all sorts of things that were associated with it. So God tells Moses the following. Notice, and the Lord said to me, I have seen this people, and they are stiff-necked people indeed. Let me alone so that I may destroy them and blot out their names from under heaven, and I will make you into a nation stronger and more numerous than they. You see what Moses, Moses was told by God? Don't pray to me anymore about those people. Leave me alone about those people. I'm going to wipe them out. I'm starting all over with you. I've done it before with Noah. I'm going to do it with you, Moses. Now, Moses is hearing that. Don't pray about this. I've made up my mind and the course of action I'm going to take, and I'm going to start all over with you, Moses. Moses is hearing that. You know what Moses meets that with? Persistence. He goes down. He sees what the people are doing, and he throws down the Ten Commandments, does it, and breaks the Ten Commandments. You know what he does next? He goes up for another 40 days and nights without food and water and fast and pray and persistently prays, God, don't destroy these people. Don't destroy them. Don't destroy them. Don't destroy my brother Aaron. Don't destroy these people. And don't, don't give up on them. Save those people from their sin. And after the end of 40 days and 40 nights, he got his answer. And he goes back to people. He destroys the golden calf. Remember that? He says, God has saved you. God has relented, and he's going to save you. Listen, Moses is a great example of persistence, isn't he? Great example. What if he'd said, okay, the whole rest of the Old Testament would be different, wouldn't it? It would be. No. Okay, God, we'll start with me all over again. But he persisted in the people that he was leading that God saved them, and he did. Now, there might be someone you know today that's living a sinful life. They're so far from God. And you're thinking that there's nothing you can say or do to bring them back. And that may be true. It may not be the right time to talk to them. You may not be the right person to talk to them. But you know what you can do? You can pray for them persistently and persist and persist in prayer for them. And it might take longer than 40 days. Maydell French prayed for Morris for, what, over 50 years. And one day Morris became a Christian. I think of another man and uh, knew a long time ago. His wife prayed and prayed and prayed for him to become a Christian. It was only after she died that he became a Christian. He would sit in the audience and cry on Sunday mornings. Tears sometimes of joy, but usually tears of sadness. Why couldn't I have done this when she was still alive and we could enjoy this together? But her persistent prayers, we saw her husband, her son, his wife, and his children become Christians long after she had left. You never know the power of persistent prayers, persistent prayers. Have you ever heard the phrase, persistence pays off? Have you ever heard that? Persistence pays off. Well, you've seen plenty of scriptures this morning that it does. It might take longer than you think. It might be harder than you expected. It might cost more than you think. It might even look different than what you first envisioned it. But don't let discouragement or disappointment rob you of the necessary strength that you need to have in prayer. Keep on praying and don't give up. Persistence pays off. It does. Elijah had a servant named Elisha. Those are hard to say, aren't they? Elijah and Elisha. It was a prophet and a servant. It was a mentor. Elijah the mentor to Elisha. It was almost like a father-son relationship. 
everywhere that Elijah went, Elisha was a servant that took care of all of Elijah's needs. Elijah knew that he was the end of his life, that he was about to be taken across the Jordan River into a whirlwind into heaven to go with God forever. And as he's about to embark on that journey, he turned to his servant Elijah and said, don't go with me. I'm going to go to Bethel, to Jericho, and I'm going to go across the Jordan River. Do not go with me. Elijah said, oh, yes, I am. I'm going with you. I'm staying with you. So Elijah first went to Bethel. Remember that story? He gets to Bethel there. He turns to Elijah. His servant says, stay here. I'm going to go to Jericho. Elijah persisted. No, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. So they go to Jericho. And they go to Jericho, and after being in Jericho, Elijah turned to Elisha and said, Stay here, I'm going to cross over the Jordan River, crossing over the Jordan River. And Elijah said, Nope, I'm going with you. He persisted, he persisted. And finally, when they crossed the Jordan River, Elijah looked at Elisha and says, What is it that you want? What is it that you want? And Elijah says, I want a double portion of the Holy Spirit that God's put upon. And as the cloud appeared and the whirlwind took Elijah up into the heaven, the mantle of Elijah fell upon Elisha. And Elijah picks up the rod of Elijah. And he goes and he parts the Jordan River. And he performs twice the number of miracles that Elijah ever performed in his life. That double portion of the Holy Spirit crossing that river. He got exactly what he needed from God because, because he was persistent. Are you with me? The persistence. Now listen, his persistence paid off, and so will yours. This double portion of the Holy Spirit is not for everyone, but it's for those who will persist, for those like yourself who are willing to go the extra mile, who will continue to walk with their friend when everyone else has given up on them, who will do anything and everything to save their marriage, to deal with a difficult child who will do everything they can to trust in God to overcome a lingering temptation. When you persist in those things, God is going to reward you in the spirit when you're doing those things. And whatever that double portion may be for you, it's there because persistence pays off. Amen? Persistence pays off and God is going to honor that. Well, you're saying, well, I've done that. I've done everything you said, and God's still silent with me. I haven't heard anything from him. Glad you asked that question. Because life is very complex. I don't want to make it simple. It's very complex. It's very easy to talk about these things from a pulpit on Sunday morning in very general terms. Life is very complex. How many of you have ever experienced the silence of God when you pray? A Canaanite woman goes into a group of Jesus and his Jewish disciples. And she asked for Jesus to heal her daughter that's demon-possessed. Now, this was very tough on her, wasn't it? She's a woman to begin with during that time. But she's a Canaanite. She's not Jewish. And there's such strong antagonism, antagonism between the Jews and the Gentiles that sometimes the Jews would call the Gentiles dogs. No love lost between them. So this Gentile Canaanite woman comes to that group of Jewish disciples and Jesus and says to Jesus, 
would you heal my daughter that Stephen possessed? You know what Jesus did? Nothing. That's in Matthew. Look at the next slide. I'm sorry. Well, it did nothing. He didn't even answer her. Didn't say a word to her. There's that silence from Jesus about the daughter. I don't know you, but I've seen some of you just raise your hand, but I've experienced the silence of God, and it's very uncomfortable. There are things that I've prayed about and persisted and persisted and persisted and continue to persist about. I've been praying for for decades and still don't receive the answer. The silence that's there of God, it throws us off. Lord, I'm bringing this to you, and then we don't hear anything. You know what the woman did? She didn't go back. She didn't give up. She persisted. This time she turns to the disciples and asks the disciples to help her. And the disciples want nothing to do with her, remember? Ah, leave us alone. We, we don't want to hear from you. We don't want to deal with this. In fact, they go to Jesus. Jesus, would you take care of this? We don't want to deal with her. And so even when the church got in the way, when the very disciples of Jesus are getting in the way to the answer for this woman that she's persisting in, she keeps persisting, doesn't she? You know what she does? She doesn't walk away because the church has offended her. She doesn't walk away because disciples seem a little bit hypocritical to her. You know what she does? She appears before the Lord again. She bows before him and says, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. She persisted. And after a short conversation that's very confusing between the woman and Jesus... Jesus hears her response, and Jesus says, Woman, you have great faith. You have great faith. Your request has been granted. Your request has been granted. Her persistence paid off. So will yours. So will yours. There's so many other stories in the Bible we could talk about in terms of persistence, and I encourage you to find them and read them on your own. But I hope the scriptures that we've shared today have encouraged you to persist, to keep on praying and never give up, to believe what it says here, persistence pays off. Amen? Will you be more persistent, never giving up in prayer, the way God has called us? I want to invite you today, if you're not yet a Christian, to make that decision today, or if we need to pray with you, we'd love to pray with you. One of our elders, Dale Cook, will be in the front to assist you on that. And if we can help you anyway, we invite you to come to the front pew as together we stand and as we sing.